Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 649, recorded live on Saturday, September 5th, 2020, and here are your hosts, the man who's going to be asked a question in a second, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who has two cans in front of him, Andy Lowe. Hi. Left. Left it is. I don't even need you to ask the question, Andy. You don't even... Now, what, what are the two cans? I'm not going to tell what, you. What have I condemned you to? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, come on! <laughs> I didn't wait for the question. You were never going to tell me. You were just going to be like, I have two cans on my table. One on the left and one on the right. Which one do I drink? Yes, that is literally going to be it. I am not yeah. telling you anything you were, else beyond... You're never going to tell me anything about them. Nope, nothing. I mean, they are clearly two cans of different flavors of Mountain Dew. Nope. Really? Yep. Are they soda or pop? <laughs> are they soda? Whichever. Hey, can you grab They me? are or are not? Nope. I'm just going to leave you in suspense. I hate you. <laughs> hate. Flames. Why? Flames. From the side of my head. Why would you do that to me? Because I can. You are a monster. <laughs> Is it monster? No. God, I haven't had a monster in a while. Actually, Costco has um, cases now of monster available. And I looked at it and I was like, mm. don't don't do that. Don't do that. Is it is it cold brew coffee? No. Is it caffeinated? Uh, one is. One is. One is not. Yes. Which one did I pick? I'm not going to tell you. I'm just telling you one is caffeinated. One is not. Ah, oh, God. Where is Kate? <laughs> Um, upstairs with the baby, so I would say... Damn it! Well, fine, then I hope you got the caffeinated one so that you're up all night. Uh, I did not. Okay, good. Got the non-caffeinated one. Mm-hmm. How does it taste? It's actually pretty good. Cool, I'm glad. I believe this I'm is I'm glad actually... for you, Andy. What? I'm glad for you, you monster. <laughs> I'm looking at this thing, right? Uh, da-da-da. What? Yep, are bottled bottled in Elk Rapids, Michigan. All right. Elk Rapids. Okay. Is it alcoholic? Maybe. It's not caffeinated. No. And it's bottled. It could be a local. It's uh, not. You've already said it's not coffee. Yeah, it's not coffee and it's not caffeinated. That that limits the options. Yeah. You're not drinking seltzer water, Andy. Oh, God. No, I'm not a white college girl. Um, That's not what seltzer water is, Andy. Oh, sorry. I was thinking the hard seltzer. Yeah. You were thinking like the White Claw and skin yeah. off ice stuff. <laughs> I was... I, as, as you were saying, I'm not a white college girl. I'm, I'm reaching for my can of LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I'm drinking seltzer water. <laughs> No, I had uh, I had texted somebody about that, and um, it was their birthday coming up, and I was like, you know, hey, you know, want to get you something for your birthday? You know, what what's what's your what's your alcoholic beverage of choice? And they said, right now it's White Claw. I'm like, wow, you, <laughs> you know, there are times where it's appropriate when you're out of cider. <laughs> yeah, prove me wrong, White Claw. Well, that was weird. What? My my screen timed out. Um, yes. And when I turned, you know, I moved the mouse to turn the screen back on again, Flux turned off. That is weird. Th- hence why I said that's weird. Yeah. It's also no longer in the toolbar. Flux just shut down. It Flux quit. just shut down. It, it was that- just like, you know what? Fuck <laughs> this. I'm out, yo. <laughs> it, it could be running through an update. 
Maybe. Since a lot of software like that updates automatically now. Granted, it could just be Windows 10. Um, could be Windows saying, I know better than you do, and so I'm getting rid of this. Yeah. I've I've seen other things like that happen. We had uh, one of the latest updates um, put Groove um, as the uh, file association for basically all media files, <laughs> and it happens that on hurts. it happens on the user level. Yeah. So we have to basically, you know, set up on the user level with, you know, the GPO to, you know, redo all of the, you know, the media asset stuff there. Yep. I mean, you could run a, a script, right? That just goes through the, the HK local user. Yeah. It's just, just annoying like, to have to do that for... Blast the registry. For MP3, for MP2, for WAVE, for OGG, M4A. Yep. I hope you don't have any M4A. Uh, we we get a lot of weird formats from people. Yeah, FLAC. Um, not yet. I've been wanting somebody, to, you know, to send me something in FLAC, but we haven't gotten anything in FLAC yet. JPEG. Sending audio in JPEG. Send be- audio in in JPEG. Could could you do that? I mean. Define do that. Well, uh, yeah, I can I, take an MP3 file and just and rename, rename it, it as JPEG. JPEG. Yeah, I it's know. It's not going to open. No. Um, there is a. How bad? What's the? That's how we get around emailing some of our uh, updates. Zip EXEs. files and EXEs. Yeah. yeah, it's rename this to dot EXE. Um, there, <laughs> there is. That's not sketchy at all. God, what's the? Hang on, there's a there's a term for it. Hiding uh Steinograph. Yeah. Steganog- steganography. Concealing a file message, image, or video in another file message, image, or video. What am, okay, so steno stenotype is the shorthand things that the um the court reporters like the, use. Yeah. Yes. Stenography <clears throat> is yeah. Steganography. Ste- okay, stenography so st- is is the type shorthand. Thing. Okay. Yeah, steganography is yep. Okay, there we go. All right, I'm on the right page now. Yeah, is is hiding an image in another image or hiding any sort of data in some other form of data? Um, I've seen people hide data in an audio file. Well, because you did um, not prawn. Yeah, right. There was tons of it in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, stenography. <laughs> not stenography. Steganography. Steganography. Yeah. God, not prawn. I got I got to the negative levels and at that point I got burned out because there was in order to get to the negative levels, I had to go back through all the levels I had already done and find basically a bunch of Easter eggs to get the answer to get to the negative levels. And I went through that and I'm like, okay, good, negative levels. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> this is this is starting not to get fun. So uh, yeah, so I'm- that was that yep nope that was done i've i done i done i done not prawn and i'm done yeah with not prawn so like there's there's tricks to hide images in audio files mm-hmm. uh by like encoding it as an audio file where the image becomes the spectrograph yep you can modify the spectrograph really easily there was a song i forgot who it was but the guy actually had it where it's he's... my violent heart by the nine inch nails is that the one where the guy's face shows no, up no this is one where there's like a hand oh there was one where a guy's face he got a he got his face to show up that's that's impressive yeah listening to a phone dial like the the sounds you hear when you dial on a phone made so much more sense after i like 
saw it on a spectrograph. Yes. Uh, Affix, who is it? Uh, equation is played through a spectrogram. A, a, a picture of his face unexpectedly appears near the end. That's kind of creepy. Yeah, it, it supposedly sounds horrible. Yeah, well, because it's his face. Yeah, here, let me show you. I'll send you the link. I have a deck of cards, by the way. Yeah, I wow. had heard of, Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that was one of the things where it's like, wait, what? Ah, satisfying noise. Uh, I, have you ever, I mean, you, you do audio stuff all the time. How often do you use spectrograms? Uh, the only time I use spectrogram is when I'm trying to basically hunt down um, a, a whine or a buzz or a hum mm -hmm. just so I can look at it and go, oh, okay, this, you know, where is this buzz coming? Oh, I had one that was a board that we had got that had a uh, built-in USB interface. And I'm, I think this is actually still going on, but um, I'm not sure if it was a ground issue or something. There was something going on with their USB, the, the Texas Instruments USB analog to digital converter, where after mm -hmm. a while, it would start creating uh, tones in a thousand... Uh, yeah, in one kilohertz increments. Okay. And, you know, but we, we couldn't really hear that. You would just, you know, it would start recording. All of a sudden, you would just hear a high-pitched noise and be like, what the heck is that? And so I finally, like, went into the spectrogram, and you could see the individual lines. Oh, easily. At 1,000 hertz and all the all the harmonics all the way up. Yep. At 2,000, 4,000, 8,000? Uh, no, this was 1,000 hertz increments. But the, the harmonics, wouldn't it be every double? Um, or is it is it every multiple? It was it was every it was it was it was literally every thousand hertz. There was just a line across there. Oof. Yeah. So um, when we, I was you know talking with the board manufacturers, going, "Hey guys, you need to <laughs> fix this." And they're like, "Oh, well, you know, we've never seen this before." And I'm like, "Well, here it is. This is the problem. I have a feeling it's this chip in the board. Can you guys fix it?" And they're like, oh. "So while Omaha. yeah, they I sent the board in. They sent me another board. Fun fact." that other board also had the same problem um so while you know i was waiting for them to get that first board back to us i built a uh, a notch filter script and i gave it to our news person be like okay if you hear this noise run this script and it will literally just notch out filter out filter out every <clears throat> 1000 hertz it was some extremely narrow notch on there and i had you know i had to run like eight notch filters on there because adobe audition could only handle a couple of them and i went from literally 1000 hertz all the way up to 20,000 hertz because that's you know top of human hearing so i had to run 20 notch filters <laughs> and um but it, it would just do it like poof it's clear Basically, yeah. But yeah, no, I, it was one of those things I just, you, you could hear the noise and you're like, well, where the heck is that noise? You go over to the spectrogram and you go, oh, there it is. Oh, that noise is like literally right there. Yeah, right there at a thousand hertz, at two thousand, at three thousand, at four thousand. It's just like, yep. Yeah. I I diagnosed a faulty. Uh, what do they call them? Baffles uh, in the lights. Oh, yep, ballast. Ballast. Thank you. Not baffle. Ballast. Because uh, we we have a bunch of fluorescent lights at work, and I was like, I hear this hum. I don't know where it's coming from or what's going. And so I pulled out my phone, and there you can download a bunch of like spectrogram apps. For, for free and so I pulled one out and I turned it on and I just like walked around the room until there was uh, there was always this consistent line but I walked around until the line was like thicker and I looked up and like yeah it's that light that's right above me and then I called facilities yeah we uh <laughs>
we went and replaced all of the lights on the main floor in our Kalamazoo office with LEDs because it was just, it was literally cheaper to go mm-hmm. through and just wholeheartedly just pull down all the fluorescents, throw up the LEDs than it was yeah. to actually go to each one and fix what was wrong with it. Yeah. The, guy d- the guy did two of them and he was like, I've been here for this many hours. You have this many lights in the building. It's going to take me approximately this amount of time to do it and it's going to cost you this much. Or... or- I- or I can just bring two more guys in here who don't have, you know, the expertise, who just have install stuff. We'll tear out every single one of your fluorescent tubes, throw up LEDs. It's going to be cheaper, and you're going to start saving more money. And I'm just like, done. Done. Bob's your uncle. And then the first day they go in the studios, I get calls from everybody going, why is it so bright in here? <laughs> is there a way to turn these things down? No. No. Get used to it. It's amazing. You can now see things. Which, you know, I guess at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning, they, they don't want to see things, I guess. Well, I mean, that's that's really bright for that early. <laughs> Sorry about that. Let me take a drink of my mystery beverage. I hate you. What are you drinking, Andy? It's a beverage. It's cider. I need a name, Andy, for a character. You need a name for a character. I need a name for an ASMR swashbuckler. Oh, so you got to go with a piratey name. No. No. It wasn't nope. a pirate. No, it wasn't was a not, not a pirate. Was on a boat. Is is part of a family that owned a shipping industry. Okay. But Small, not, like not only a, two or three boats. Not a pirate, so not... Not a pirate. But None still a like, swashbuckler. No black beard, blue, whatever, but like... So kind of like an Errol Flynn sort of character? Yeah. Or, or uh, I mean, he was a pirate, but, you know, like Wesley. I was gonna... Not a pirate, but like Dread Pirate Roberts. Right. But he's not a pirate. <laughs> He is, but he's not. Or or like Inigo Montoya, right? He's not a pirate. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, Inigo Montoya he's, is he's, not a pirate. And he's a swashbuckler. Yes, definitely a swashbuckler. I will fight him left-handed. Did you hear that they're going to be doing a uh, virtual script reading of The Princess Bride? With the original cast? Yep. Who's doing Fezzik? I don't know. I, I literally, Kate just told me about this, and I was like, well, you know, Dave's friends did. <laughs> like, just did that, but like... And Kate's like, well, I don't care about Dave's friends. I do care about Rob Reiner, and I'm just like... Yeah. Yeah? No? Please tell me. Please tell me Fred Savage is still going to read the part of the kid. I I don't know. I gotta look this up. Princess Bridal cast will reunite with Rob Reiner for a virtual script reading as part of the Democratic Party of Wisconsin fundraiser. Ah! Go us. What are we raising funds for? Biden's election. Yep. Carrie, Robin, Carol Kane, Mandy Patinkin, Chris... Sarandon, Wallace Shawn, and Billy Crystal will all participate was, with Reiner and Patton Oswald. I was about to say, like, there's there's no way they got Billy Crystal to sign on to this, right? Like, I guess they did. Mm-hmm. But who's going to read Fezzik? Okay, when is this thing? Uh, if it's for the Democratic Party, I assume it's in the next two months. Uh, the virtual script reading event on Twitter World that will be held on Sunday, September 13th at 4 p.m. Sunday, hang on. Calendar. 4 p.m. where? Uh, 6 p.m. Central. Sunday, September 13th. 6 p.m. Central. At 6 p.m. Central is Princess Bride. Live read. A donation is required. Donation required. How much is the donation? Uh, uh, there won't be a minimum amount required. Okay. So, you know, like a buck. Yeah. But you, you have to donate... 
I assume, to the Democratic Party. Yes, I do believe you have to donate to the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. Exclusive event. Inconceivable. Chip in any amount and get an invite to the special event September Sunday. Wow. Dump Trumperdink or Trumperdink. Wow. It is absolutely a fundraiser for the Democratic Party. I will have to add this to a place where friends can see it. The virtual table read will be live stream only once. There will also be special guests and a Q&A afterwards. <clears throat> okay, I'm probably going to do that. Uh, although, unfortunately, that does conflict with some other stuff that I, I kind of want to do. Okay. Because uh, Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Time is the start of the Penny Arcade Make-A-Strip panel. Oh, yeah, it's Labor Day weekend, isn't it? PAX is supposed to be... Right now. I am supposed to be in Seattle. (laughs) Not so much. I'm not in Seattle. No, no, you're not. I'm sad. But PAX is still happening. Not right now. It actually starts next week. Next Saturday, the 12th. And it goes p.m. Uh, wait, what time? One fifteen Eastern time. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 1215 here PM and goes until Sunday, the 20th at 930 PM Central, 1030 PM Eastern. That's more than a week. Mm-hmm. That is like, so PAX is six days and 14 hours and 34 minutes away from when we are recording this right now. That means that there is more PAX to come than there is time until PAX. Now, that is always, every year that is the case, at least like for some amount of time, but usually that amount of time is like, oh, it's like PAX is like a couple days away, like PAX is tomorrow. No, PAX is a week away, and there's more PAX than there is time till PAX. Have you gotten a chance to look through the schedule? Uh, barely. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta scratch the surface, because, like, there's eight and a half days of content. I bookmarked all the things that I'm interested in seeing. There are 81 of them. That That's a lot. I can't take that time off of work. Like, I could have, if if I had thought about it. I could have taken that time off of work. 81 different events, different panels, different, like, concerts. There's some pretty cool stuff. So now I guess I have to decide, do I want to do the make a panel with Mike and Jerry, or do I want to watch The Princess Bride read live by the cast? That is a... The question is, which one will you be able to watch later? Uh, Probably the make a strip. I mean, all of PAX this year, I think, is going to be like, you can watch it again later. So I'll probably have to watch the the Princess Bride thing. God, this just keeps going. (laughs) The schedule? Yeah. Oh, build an inexpensive retro gaming machine in under an hour. Yep. Well, sure. Shoot. How about having Alexei Pajitnov introduce an early look into Poyo Poyo Tetris 2? He's still alive? He is! Amazingly enough, he's still alive. <laughs> he actually owns Tetris again. Yeah, I know. Um, or Paizo. The people who make Pathfinder are announcing their new hardcover book and adventure path at PAX. Oh, there's a thing for Civ. Um, Stuff about AI? Wow. Careful. AI might mean Acquisitions Incorporated. No, no, no. This one's actually about artificial intelligence. Oh, cool. 
there's a speed running panel. There's the so Sid Proving Meier made a new book. podcast. Yep, the Triforce Quartet is one of the concerts. Bunch of st- stuff about how to be a streamer. Oh, Lo- Loading Ready Runs got a Q and A panel. That should be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think we went to that at PAX last year and didn't know what it was. <laughs> Because I've never really, like, watched their stuff, but we just went and, like, it was funny as hell. Yeah. Press X to science. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us not forget the Omegathon. What, they are wait. doing the Omegathon. What, how? Virtually. The first game? So, first off, the first round is not the first game. The first round is just meeting the Omega Nauts, because they're going to do, like, a Zoom call or something. But the first game is Quop. <laughs> oh, which, man, right now, I would be practicing the shit out of Quop. I love the title of this one. Who's the biggest name in games we can get to join our Zoom? <laughs> oh, that should be interesting. It's a bunch of, like, video game industry people. Like, you've got people from Ubisoft. You've got people who are producers, like, actual video game people. And they're just going to try and see who they can get onto a Zoom call. That is Sunday night. From 9.30 to 10.30 Central. What are the live panels? A lot of these are going to be recorded, but, like, some of them are not. Mm. Just, like, oh, man, this is this is so exciting. Watch us recreate video game sounds live. Well, that should be interesting. Yep. The Great Video Game Cook-Off. From power-ups to power meals. We brought together five chefs behind video game licensed and inspired cookbooks to spill the secrets behind the process for transforming health-restoring items into real recipes you can make. God, this thing just keeps going. Frickin' 4 a.m. there's a bunch of stuff. Well, because it's it's global. Yeah. So they're they're right? throwing there's stuff. There's stuff for, for Australia. Yep. Some of it is pre-recorded, which feels a little weird, but I guess that also simplifies the like um streaming aspect and things going wrong with the stream and and making it difficult. So like some of this stuff is already done, but it won't be revealed until these dates and times. Chris Straub is the untitled Chris Straub panel dot MP4. Yep. Description. Hey, Ryan, don't have a subscription for you yet, but should have it done by the time the schedule's up. Thanks. <laughs> oh, there's a freaking thing about escape rooms in here. Mm-hmm. That should be interesting. Because sometimes, yeah, no, sometimes, you know, do escape rooms and it's just like, well, I get the puzzle, but the puzzle in the context makes no sense. No sense. Like the, the one where it's uh, 1800s. And you have a black light, and you're like, really? Ooh. Black ooh. light? Really? That's that's no good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because you didn't have fluorescence until way later. Mm-hmm. That's that's poor planning. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot out there. We could probably take the rest of the, the podcast just going through and, like, calling out cool things that we see. No, I've already reached the end of the list. What? Bullshit. Yeah, no, yeah, I just went. I went through the whole list. Okay. And? There were a couple of things. Should be interesting. Yep. Yeah, cool. There's there's a couple improv ones that I want to, like, maybe take a look at. Because I've been really, really trying to up my, my roleplay game for, like, tabletop stuff. Yes, and? Ah, uh, ha, ha. I see what you did there. Did you? I, I did. That's not usually, like, what they mean when they say yes and, but okay. Are you sure? Yes, Andy, I am. How do you know? Why are you asking me so many questions? Because <laughs> I went from the yes and went to questions. But why would you do that? <laughs> Can you see how many times I've done improv stuff? What do you hope to gain from doing this? 
Don't know. And there you go. You killed it. Oh, sorry. I had switched over to the alphabet game. Had you not noticed? <laughs> I had not. No. Oh, okay. In any case. <laughs> sorry. As soon as you realized I was doing questions, I had moved over to the alphabet game. Right. I, I missed that one. But okay. also, uh, thanks. So getting back to needing character names. <laughs> This is actually why I'm like along the same lines. Like I, I need some names that I, I can use. Um, we we had a character build session for a one off that Bri is running, which is why I have an ASMR swashbuckler. But I need a name. I'm terrible at coming up with names. Well, you don't want them to be a pirate, so all the pirate names are out. What what names are pirate names? Out of curiosity, <sighs> lots of uh, birds and beards and. Um, colors. Um, also, turns out Edward Lowe, really bad pirate. Is this a relative? No. Ancestor? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. But we were thinking of naming Isaac Edward for a little bit. Ah, and you, you looked up Eddie Lowe? <laughs> yeah. Although he was active for only three years, Lowe remains notorious as one of the most vicious pirates of the age, with reputation for violently torturing his victims before murdering them. Well, okay then. Yes. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle described Lowe as savage and desperate and a man of amazing and grotesque brutality. And you didn't want to saddle your son with that. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I can get behind that. It's like one of those things where it's like, you know, oh, let me just, you know, who's this person? Let me Google him. Quick, quick Google search. Quick Google search. You know, you know, it's a really cool name, Adolf. Let me go take a quick look at that. <laughs> oh, oh my. Oh my. Okay. Let's try it. Let's try the backup name. Ivan. <laughs> no, no, that's not good either. Rasputin. No, I, I, I make jokes, but like. There are people who are named Adolf. I know, yes. It, it is not an uncommon name. Probably a little more uncommon now. Um, anyway, I, I'll figure out names. Something about, I don't know, some something Spanish? Some, something Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Or, um... I could do that. I might have to change... I've got... I had picked out names for, for some of the family. Like, because the ship's name is the Wings of Grace. And so oh. the mother's name is Grace. Okay, the Wings of Grace... The dad's name I have down, but could definitely change as Brask. Uh, younger sister would be Angela. Because I'm in ASMR, right? So you want to get like some sort of um, celestial kind of thing in there. We're a hey family Zeus. of ASMR. <laughs> hey Zeus. <Yeah>. Thanks, Sandy. <laughs> Spanish and celestial. Let's let's move on. <laughs> so what are you drinking? <laughs> A mystery beverage. Let me let me just ask you this, Andy. I'm going to ask you this. I'm not asking you what it is. Just asking you this. What's the APV? <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. I mean, are we talking like 5% or like 10%? 4.9. Okay. That's not too bad. No. It's good, though? Yeah. No, it's actually made pretty a good. good. Choice. Yeah. Good, good, good. Fermented I'm still with Michigan that I apples. Knew exactly what you were going to say right at the start. I've got two cans, one on the left. <laughs> not two cans, two drinks, one on the left, one on the mm -hmm. right. Um, one of these I have filled with Iocane powder. <laughs> the odorless, tasteless poison that you can smell and bet your life on it. <laughs> odorless, tasteless, dissolves instantly in liquid. Iocane, bet my life on it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe it's a 
it reacts chemically with water, maybe? If it's odorless and tasteless, it shouldn't leave an odor or a taste. Well, maybe it's some sort of, like, delayed reaction. I don't know. I'm just drawing at straws at that point. Yeah, no, it's just, that's the joke, Andy. Yeah, that's I know. the funny part. As you so speaking of conventions, uh, Gamescom 2020 that just kind happened. Of convention. Cool. Anything come out of it? Um, I don't know. Uh, there, there was a lot of news about the new Marvel Avengers games, and they probably revealed some stuff there. Probably. Let's see, Gamescom Games 2020 Com. highlights. 2020. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yep. Dragon Age 4. <laughs> sea of Thieves adds dogs. <laughs> Woo! Uh, Shadowlands for World of Warcraft getting released this year. October 27th, from the looks of it. Yep. Man, I've got so much lore to catch up on on that game. All of the cutscenes. Just some other games. Nothing big. Yeah, but according to the... um. Who who did Gamescom? Who did Gamescom? Isn't yeah, I'm trying to look at the Gamescom? the name of the company that hosted Gamescom. Anyway, um, according to them, there were 10 million viewers over the course of the event. That's a lot of people. Yep. So the organizers have decided, hey, next year we'll do some of it in person, but we'll do some of it online. Cool. Which you know, I'm just like, well, yeah, you had 10 million people from around the world paying attention to you. You know, makes sense. So Andy, you you give me puzzles. From time to time. Yes. I have a puzzle for you. Okay. Take a deck. All right. Deck of cards. Deck of cards. 52. Shuffle it. Shuffle in it. Right? Yes. A, per- a perfect shuffle. All right. Any card could end up anywhere in the deck. Okay. Okay? What is the probability that you have a run of at least two? Which is to say, two cards next to each other are sequential. What is the probability that you have a run of three? That three cards next to each other are sequential. What is the probability... What is the probability all the way up to 13? I do not expect you to answer this right now because fuck if I know how to even start that. Well, it's... Would I suggest start start with a smaller deck and work your way up? You could probably do that. If you t- took, like, say, just five cards or ten cards and said, yeah. like, what's that? Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, start with a smaller deck. Or, just- or here's the other thing you could do. Uh... Write a program to just shuffle decks and count. <laughs> That's that you could brute force your way through it. Sure, you could, you could absolutely brute force your way. You'd, you'd probably get pretty close pretty quick. Um, if you want the harder problem, it's like what's the probability that you have the longest run is X number of cards? Because I've been shuffling this deck of cards, right? You've probably heard yes. me shuffling it. So I was just looking through it and like, yeah, it's pretty well shuffled. And then I get to like this one spot where I'm like, wait a minute, there's like a six, five, four, three. Well, that's the other question is, oh, is it going to be a run? And then also, is it going to be a run of the same suit? No, God, no. If it were the same suit, that would be I mean, right away, that's anything bigger than a three of the same suit. Yep. Your your probability has got to be so close to zero. You'll get a couple pairs, right? You'll get a run of two. I've got three or four runs well, of this, two. Well, this is sort of almost just like the uh, the birthday paradox almost. Um, Probably the opposite, right? Like, birthday paradox is a thing that you think wouldn't happen very frequently, but does. Yeah. I could see getting runs of two. Runs of two are easy of yeah. the same suit runs of three of the same suit that's going to be a lot more let's find out i had zero runs of three of the same suit on the first shuffle i had like four runs of two of the same suit cut the deck 
I'm glad this podcast is amusing you enough to have you. Idle I'm curious, shuffle. damn it. Well, so, you know, I wouldn't do this, but someone wouldn't tell me what he's drinking. <laughs> so we might have brought up the fact that uh, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment was looking to get sold by AT&T. Okay. Mainly because I'm guessing they uh, um, need the money. Zero. Oh, no. Here's one pa- one run of two of the same suit. No runs of three. I'm sorry, go on. You were saying something? AT&T, um, you know, bought Time Warner for $108.7 yeah. billion, And, um, you know, they bought DirecTV as well. And, you know, not really doing too good on those. So they were looking at selling Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. But according to people familiar with the situation, AT&T has removed the video game division from its list of non-core assets up for sale. Okay. So somebody thinks that they're actually going to be um, have growth potential. Time Warner Games. Well, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. So we're talking Warner Brothers Interactive. Mortal Kombat, Batman games, Harry and Potter. Lego games. I mean, those Lego games, man, they they had one at Gamescom mm-hmm. for the Skywalker Saga, which is all nine movie core movies. Is that the Skywalker Saga? Yes. Have you seen Rise of Skywalker yet? Yep, I've seen all the movies. Okay, I have not seen Rise of Skywalker yet. I don't know how I feel about that, or what that says about me as a Star Wars fan. I saw it, and I would rather see the Thrawn trilogy as a movie. The original Thrawn trilogy. Yes. Because there's new ones. Oh, yeah, no, I read Thrawn. But did you read the other Thrawn books? The <sighs> new ones? Let's see, I read the Thrawn trilogy, I read the du- du- what do you call it? Duology. duology? The Hand of Thrawn one? Yeah, I read the Duology, yep. then I read Thrawn. Yep. There's two more. Yeah, there's like Thrawn Alliances or something. Preceded by Star Wars A New Dawn? That's not a Thrawn book. Grand Admiral Thrawn vs. Legends Universe was declared non-canon. Redefined Star Wars continuity in 2014. This is the new one that is canon. Sequel titled Thrawn Alliances was in 2018. And then Thrawn Treason. So it's Treason then. Released in 2019. I should just read the synopsis of those books. Instead of reading those books. Okay, but you you would prefer to see the original Thrawn trilogy made into movies. Yes. Yep. I mean, that was kind of the original hope about episodes 7, 8, and 9, mm-hmm. was that they would take the Thrawn books and wrap them back in. And then 7, seven started it up, 8 went somewhere. And don't tell me about 9, because I haven't seen it. And, and then there was 9. Don't tell me about 9. No, well. Normally I'm okay with spoilers. Not this. Nope. I'm running. I, I'm running out of time, though. Like I kind of gotta see it at some point. <laughs> Maybe I just treat it like you know, um, uh, Schrodinger's cat, right? Like it's both good and bad until I watch it. Trying to remember if I called my boss after that one because like we 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 called and we chatted after both seven and eight, but I'm not sure if we called and chatted after nine. I'll have to ask him about that. Yep. So speaking of space, uh, SpaceX, SpaceX, SN6. Well, first off, double double rocket launch that happened. Not they launched as, two you know, rockets in one day. Um, no, I thought the one of them got delayed. Oh, was it? I thought they launched both of them because we talked about that last week. They were trying to, and I don't believe they actually got both of them off. Oh, that's too bad. Hold on, I'm checking the app. There's a key. 
SS SpaceX. There we go. Passed. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Starlink. Starlink 10 launch 11 was two weeks, four days. SOCOM 1B was six days ago. Starlink 11 launch 12 was two days ago. And then the 150 meter hop was two days ago. So they had okay. launch 11. And, and a hop. And a hop. But they were actually originally trying to do SOCOM and Starlink launch the same 11. day. Yeah. They did the hop. Yes, they did the hop. So once again, grain silo went up 150 meters into the air and landed without going boom. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I, uh, it was no. Uh, they, they, they the old one was grain silo. They called this one. Um, I think they called it an aerosol can. Cause <laughs> it, it still looks like a grain silo. Yeah, but with the with the the mass on top, people said it looked like it looked like just a you know a spray paint can a little bit. <laughs> Like a giant spray paint can. Yeah. 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 Um, that's true, I guess. It launched. It it flew. It hopped and landed all successfully. I watched it live. I uh, I forgot that they were doing it. I was in the middle of work, so I caught the, uh, the, the... The streams were still live at the time, but I had to jump back a little bit to catch the, the launch. So you watched it almost live. Almost live, yes. I mean, it's it wasn't... It's impressive right at the start, and then it's like, I can't see anything. <laughs> I still I, can't see anything. I see a dust cloud. I, I still can't see anything. Should somebody have sprayed down the launch pad before firing this thing I, off I, I don't think it was dust at that point though like that's just it might the, have been exhaust too exhaust yeah. but like is it still the, and like what you're what you're doing is you're listening for a boom yeah and the absence of a boom is a good thing yeah as everybody's like oh it's throttling back it's throttling back no nope, don't hear anything that's good that's good <laughs> waiting for the smoke to clear waiting for the smoke to and then it, you know it you just you know the smoke clears and it literally like comes out of the fog and everybody just erupts into cheers, and it's like, yes. Yeah. So who would have thought this little, you know, podunk town on the edge of Texas? Elon Musk, evidently. That's what it seems. Decided that was a good spot to build. Uh, so let's see. Um, five and six I mean, may not fly again. Okay. Um, the Seven company has is... designed and built a pressurized fuel tank from a new steel alloy, and this will likely be tested to failure. Um, let's see. Uh, SN8 may be the prototype that ultimately flies to 20 kilometers. SN9 is going under preliminary construction, and parts of SN10 have begun to arrive at the factory in South Texas. Jeez. So how do, I mean, how do you do that? How are you already working on version 10 when you're still testing versions five and six? I'm, I'm not sure. Mainly just probably modular construction. Best answer I that know. I can give you. It's, yeah. you. You got your base idea. And then if there's something goes wrong with five or six, you have or, the or is like you assume that whatever flaws were in one, those are what you fixed by the time you get to five. But like the flaws that were in like two and three, those would not be fixed until you get to like six or seven. I don't know. They're doing something right. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Will SpaceX go public? Tesla has made Mr. Musk an incredible amount of money. I'm not I'm not sure. Because like I was thinking like, okay, who else also launches stuff there? Lock is Lockheed Martin public yeah, Lockheed Martin's public. Granted, you know, yep. a lot of these guys Boeing do things. Public. Yeah, they do a lot of things that are not space, space launches. Right. Is is Electron public or is Electron private? Do not know. Rocket Lab. Rocket Lab public not. Ooh. Private American aerospace manufacturer. 
so Rocket Lab is um, private. Like, what would what would they gain from going public? Right, it's just that initial surge of cash, which they're already getting from Tesla, and you know, already getting multiple government contracts. Right. So I don't you know, know that they're looking for investors. Yeah, no, I, I have a feeling that the Falcon Nine is kind of like the um, the Tesla Roadster. Where it's that's using you know that money to to feed because the Falcon Nine's basically just it's done now you know you're you're on your block fives you're basically set you're running you've proven your reusability without a multiple shadow times of, over yeah without a shadow of a doubt you've proven your re, you know reliability and everything else like that so I'm guessing yeah it's just it's it's you know that's that's the that's the cash cow now. And you yep. don't have to worry about innovating it anymore. Well, I mean, except that this is a company that is not going to stop innovating. Well, well yeah, but as soon as Starship gets off the ground, the Falcon Nine and the Falcon Heavy are are pointless. There's, you know, I mean, they're, no, they're, they're not they're not pointless, pointless, but because they're still cheaper. For small things to go up. Yes, but still, I have a feeling that SpaceX would then use the Starship, you know, for a lot of things. A lot basically, of big things, yeah. A lot of big things, and but you like, know, keep, keep the Falcon 9s around for Starlink. Well, so that's, that's the thing. Like, Starlink is SpaceX. SpaceX is going to be the internet provider. So there's another cash flow. But, like, you know, is that a thing that you get investors for and, and go public? Mm, that could be an interesting thing, too. Once you get the thing up and running, spin off the day-to-day... Starlink. Oper- yeah, spin off Starlink itself and take that public. Oof. I mean, Musk has enough money, right? Like- yeah. I mean, I did you read the thing where his brother just made like $8 million during the stock split? It was a lot more than that. But yeah, he sold at the right time. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> my, my stocks are not looking happy after Thursday and Friday. I put money into a 401k and then I don't touch it. That's that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, does the does the radio station match, match? your 401k? Nope. No? Nope. Oh, okay. Then there are better investments for you, sir. Probably. Probably. There there are much better investments. You the 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 general recommendation if you go on to like the financial advice subreddit, not Wall Street Bets, that's totally different. <laughs> that's gambling. Yep. Uh, if you go to the financial advice, it's the first step is like have X amount of, of months worth of cash on hand. Oh, so kind of Dave Ramsey baby steps. Yeah. So like your first thing is have like three to six months of cash. Yep. Then match, uh, maximize the match of your company's 401k. If yours doesn't match, then screw it. Uh, then max out your IRA. Yeah, Roth IRA or traditional? Either, depending on, on what you think is going to happen. But you max that out mm-hmm. and then you invest. 401k is only like really good if your company matches it. Because if they match it, that's free money. Yeah. If they don't, you're better off investing that just in the market. Because that's all it is. It's just invested in the market plus fees. True. And then with the then you're also stuck with what the company plan is for the 401k. Yeah. Which I mean that's fine because they manage that, right? I I trust Fidelity to be watching the market. And in fact, to be more informed than I am about the market. But like, 
I'm going to invest my own cash as well. The only reason I invest in my 401k is because my company, company matches, matches part of that. Yep. So that's that's effectively free money. Yep. Uh, but my my stocks generally outperform my 401k. Oh, I don't doubt it. And there's there's some good like indexes that you can just invest in yeah. that are balanced out. So I'm not a financial advisor. <laughs> everyone's everyone's state is different. Your level of risk is different. What you want to manage is different. But yeah, throw your stuff like buy buy stocks. Stocks go up in the long run. Mm-hmm. You know, Microsoft now is significantly higher than it was in the dot-com bubble. Well, yeah, because of the Jedi contract. The heck is the Jedi contract? What the heck is the Jedi contract? You mean the $10 billion contract that Microsoft got from the Department of Defense to upgrade their IT infrastructure? When was this? Well, it still hasn't officially happened because um, Trump, uh, it was Microsoft, it was Amazon. Who was the third party in this? It was a third party, but it was basically just between Microsoft and Amazon. And then Trump came in and basically said, screw Jeff Bezos. Yeah, because he hates Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Because Jeff Bezos is demonstrably wealthier than Donald Trump. Yeah. So he said basically, you know, screw Jeff Bezos. And then they gave the contract to Microsoft and Amazon has been fighting saying this is unfair yeah okay pentagon just came down and said yeah no our our stuff says it's fair and um amazon is like no no we're still gonna keep appealing this okay uh no i i was not including this 10 billion dollar jedi contract for for microsoft i was just pointing out that their company has grown and their stock value has increased even if you bought at the height of the dot-com bubble and then it burst if you held on to that stock it is now worth more than when you bought it it has been for like six years now if you bought blockbuster back then (laughs) yep that would be problematic that's the thing. That's that is like the risk, the long term risk in the stock market is um, if companies go bankrupt. Yeah, it's it's a good plan in the long run. It's just it's that question of you know when do when do you get off the ride? You don't. You just don't. Like most of the stocks I have, I've had for a while, like a long while. I'm not planning on just selling these yep. until like I need to put a down payment on a house or I want to retire. It's like asking when are you going to pull out of your 401k. Yeah, that's true. Right? It's a retirement account. Mm-hmm. When are you going to pull it out? When you retire. Yeah. Don't try to play the market. Just invest and it will go up eventually. Now, if you see a, a market crash, like what happened in uh, March, oh my God, is that a good time to buy? Yeah. Holy crap. Anyway, so Microsoft yes. is getting this giant contract. Yeah. As long as Amazon like caves in. Yeah. But we'll see if that happens. Yeah. Right. Should we uh, should we hit the randoms? Oh, probably. It's getting really late there, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. And you're, you've had a, a booze. Um, so uh, my random review, uh, I'd like to get reviewed uh, about getting tested for COVID-19. Oh, that sounds unpleasant. Uh, it, it well, actually wasn't actually that bad. So I got an email from one of our uh, managers uh, that we had a part-timer in one of our offices uh, test positive. This, uh, it looks like they, they came, uh, they were in on Monday um, and then went to go get tested and then uh, got the results back on Wednesday telling that, hey, um, yeah, no, you have COVID-19. So, you know, we, we kind of shut it down, sanitized it, sent the person home, you know, tried 
trying to make sure that you know everybody that person had direct contact with was notified. Um, so I, over the last weekend, had started getting um, some sniffles and some coughs. You might have heard the sniffling and coughing on last week's episode and on uh, this week's episode. So, you know, no fever or anything, but, you know, I was in the same building with somebody who had tested positive for COVID-19. I had a cough and a runny nose. Maybe get tested. Maybe get tested. So I called up, uh, well, I looked on our, uh, for my, uh, the, the hospital that's part of my, you know, plan. And they had an 800 number to call. And I called them up and they asked me a couple of questions. It's like, what are your symptoms? I'm like, well, I've got a phlegmy cough and a runny nose. She's like, mm, yep, that's enough. Yep. They went through all the things saying that, oh, you should self-isolate. And I'm sitting there thinking in my office, you know, in the basement where there's nobody else in the building. Well, yeah, but you're, you are in the building. Like, yeah, I, I'm, in, I'm in the half of the building that literally nobody else goes into. But it you're the, still, you travel to get there, Andy. I travel to get there and then I go in via <laughs> the one entrance Secret that nobody entrance. else uses. Yeah, yeah, no, that there actually it is. It's a fire escape <laughs> that only I have the key to. <laughs> So, yes, I can get into the building via my own secret entrance. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I was in the building, and I called them up, and they, you know, asked me a couple of questions, you know, went over the boilerplate stuff of, you know, wash your hands, wear a mask, social distance, blah, blah. Um, but they had literally openings that day. So, you know, I got in my car. I drove to one of the lab places and pull up. You know, they had me wear a mask over my mouth in case I coughed during this. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, they double checked my information. And then they stuck that giant swab up my nose. Straight up your nose into the back of your throat. Yeah. And, you know, they had it there for a good 10 seconds. Yep. And, you know, she could, I could feel her twirling it in her fingers. It was it it was something, and then she pulls it out, and it dislodged a massive booger booger slash loogie into the back of my throat, and I almost gagged. So that, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Gross. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they took the thing there, and then um, they said, you know, if, if it's positive, we're going to give you a call. If it's negative, just check your my chart. And on uh, Friday morning, you know, I, I was told that, you know, somebody in our building had COVID-19 at about 8.30 in the morning. I had taken my test at 10.30, and Friday morning at 8 o'clock, got a my chart thing there saying that I was negative. Cool. So, um. It was mainly because, you know, I had insurance and I had a local hospital. I was actually looking at the, because um, I had I had to basically call them and get the nurse to, uh, you know, authorize it. Looking yep. at some of the uh, non-symptom um, insurance-free drive-up ones. Those responses for those were somewhere in like the seven days. Yeah. And I'm just like, mm, that's... Uh, Which kind of sucks because like... Seven days, so what, you go get tested and then isolate for seven days? Yeah, pretty much. That would have probably would have what it would have been. You know, if it was if it, if I thought it was serious, I would have then had gone to test and then, you know, had to wait right, seven like, days. How many people can self isolate for seven days? I don't know. <laughs> no grocery pickup, no going out. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do yeah and it for me it was just you know had to call up the uh i had a dentist appointment the next day and i'm like you know what somebody in the building said uh they were tested positive for COVID 19 can we push back my dentist appointment 
you know, where someone's going to be digging through my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a hygienist appointment in early March. Just like they, I was in, I was in the last week that they were offering appointments. They closed down after that. And my hygienist was like, yeah, my mom lives with us. So she's like in her seventies. I'm really scared. I'm like, shit. Yeah, no, my my uh, my dentist appointment was supposed to be April April second or April third, something like that. Yeah, and now I'm going to be going to see the dentist in October. Oof. It's a whole six months later. I know. It's like, I'm sitting there thinking like, well, actually, wait, four plus six is ten. You've missed a cleaning. I've I've missed a cleaning from this. Yeah. I should be having mine now-ish, but we'll see when that happens. But yes, no. Out, so outside of, you know, actually having any insurance and having, you know, not having to have any out-of-pocket costs on this, supposedly, we'll see if I get a surprise bill in the mail. Um, but technically, now it's supposed to not be any money out-of-pocket from me for the test 48 hours i had the results back so it 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 was you know a slightly nerve-wracking 48 hours i'm sitting there thinking like you know i've had this since saturday and sunday you know have i already spread it to kate megan and isaac has isaac you know since he's too young to really wear a mask all that well spread it to other people particularly has been the typhoid mary of the daycare but uh Nope, but just, I guess, some bug that I've got. Which you also still could have passed to Kate Yes, I probably Megan could have yes, passed that to Kate and Isaac and Megan, but everyone seems to be okay. Yeah, but yeah no, COVID-19 testing, it's... It wasn't that bad, and it was actually a pretty quick response. That's good. That's so good. your mileage may vary. Like I said, the the non insurance one was going to be a week. Yeah. So I was thinking about doing that because my parents are talking about coming out here, and so I'm like, ah, uh, might want to get tested. But that means going to the testing site, the free testing site, and that takes like seven days to come back. Well, you can. I'm not sure what the rules are for your things on there. I think technically in Michigan you don't actually have to have symptoms in order to request to be tested? I can request to be tested. It is not covered by insurance. What? My insurance does not cover testing unless you have symptoms or suspected contact. Well, you could just say that you have. I presume it has suspected. Yeah, I could say, oh yeah, I have a fever and and I've been coughing. Uh, And then when they get a false positive back... And I'm required to go into the hospital. <laughs> yeah, that's the cough right there. Yeah, we all know that cough, yeah. Andy. Mm-hmm. That cough is my goal every time we record. The problem is, is I can't really move away from the microphone at all. Yeah. Because I'm on the headset right now. <laughs> the microphone goes with you. Yes, I move my head and the microphone just goes, oh, you're over here? All right. Yeah, it just follows. Uh, what's our random topic, sir? Uh, random topic, rolled ahead of time. Favorite food to cook? Hmm. Not to eat, but to cook. What do you enjoy I, cooking, Dave? For some reason, I really enjoy pancakes. That's my answer, too. I wonder how global that is. Like, is that a universe? Like, pancakes are just fun to make. Yeah. Burgers, too. Burgers are good, but, like, you get your hands greasy and, and gross. You know what I've actually been doing now? And I... I I hate to admit it, but it's actually been pretty good. The frozen beef patties. Yeah, I know. You know, we we got the pack at Costco because, you know, 
And you just throw it on the grill and you're done. Yeah. Throw it on the yeah. grill. Get your hamburger, your Montreal hamburger seasoning. Yeah. You let them Actually, thaw a little bit you, on you know the grill. What's, what's even better is if you, you don't even need to do the grill. Like if you want to talk about burgers, if you just get a cast iron skillet, get it ripping hot and just throw the patty on there. Y- yes, but cast iron grill or cast iron skillet, ripping hot, three-year-old. Yeah. Uh, three-year-old. Yeah. Don't let him near it. He likes to see what I'm doing on the stove. He hacks, he helps me with the pancakes. Then he, teach him this is hot. Well, I I told him the the griddle was hot one time, and then when he was trying to get down off the stool, he slipped, and then oh, yeah, that was not a that was baby. not a pleasant experience for him. No, oh. so he knew it was hot, but he was still oh. you know just accidentally touched it, and then He's was a like three year old. Yeah, yeah, no, I, pan- I get you. Pancakes, it's just, you know, it's nice and it's like partially relaxing. And, you know, once you get in that groove. The the downside of pancakes, though, is serving them to a lot of people. Yes. That I don't feel good about because I'm like, okay, here's like the first three. No, you. More are coming. I can knock out about eight of them in about four minutes or so, depending on, you know, depending on how much I want to push the griddle. Yeah. Because that's the other thing with pancakes is, yeah, you can try and, you know, knock them out faster if you just crank up the griddle really hot, but then you got to be moving. You got to be moving. Yeah. You crank the griddle down. Pancakes are fun. Yeah. What is, is there, I mean, I like making meringue and and like an angel food cake is kind of fun because you just get the eggs, man. It's like a friggin' cloud. (laughs) Um... One thing I've actually been liked doing now is recently uh, I started doing the, the rice pudding for the family Christmas dinners. And that one, uh, I found a slow cooker recipe for it. And it was it's hilarious because it just, for some odd reason, the rice just, like, turns after, like, six hours or something like that. Where it's way beyond what you thought the recipe would be. And, you know, the rice is really hard and crunchy, hard and crunchy, hard and crunchy. You keep stirring it. You check back. You stir it. You check back. And all of a sudden, it just flips. And it's... It's just this creamy goodness, and you're just like, oh my god, I want to eat it all. I have yet to make a rice pudding, but I like the taste of them. Well, it's, it's a pretty damn simple recipe. I will, if I'll, I'll try and hunt it down for you. I would appreciate that. Because it's literally, you just throw all the stuff in a slow cooker, and then every, you know, 30 minutes or so, you give it a stir, and then you just keep... Can I make it faster in a pressure cooker? I, I don't know. Maybe it's fine. Let's find out. Hang on. Pressure cooker rice pudding. I've, I've got a bunch of engineer guys who are, you know, gaga over the Instapots. I can mess with them. And, I have one. I know. That's what I'm it's saying. Really, is I, I've got yeah. a bunch of I've got a bunch of engineering guys who have so many Instant Pot recipes. I'll message them and see. 20 minutes. Yeah, if somebody's got a good rice pudding. My favorite pressure cooker rice pudding takes 20 minutes. In the pressure cooker, combine the rice, water, and salt, cook the rice. Basically, it's just cook the rice. Uh, and then... Then the cream and sugar and eggs. Whisk the eggs, add the remaining half cup milk, pour through a fine mesh strainer into the cooking pot, select saute and cook, stirring constantly. It feels like this is no different than just cooking it on the stove except that you're cooking the rice in there first and the rice cooks very quickly because it's the pressure cooker yeah no i just i just literally just the day before throw all the stuff in a slow cooker and just just turn it on and just let it go i wonder it would be kind of interesting to try like a side by side of like this is slow cooked this is pressure cooked Yep. And just, you know, start the slow cooker the day before and start the pressure cooker an hour before. Yep. 
I might make this. This sounds really tasty. <laughs> what time is it? It's midnight. <laughs> I'm not going to make it right now. <laughs> I could start making mine now, and then it'd be ready for me when I wake up in the morning. And your house would smell like nutmeg and cinnamon and deliciousness. Yep. That sounds pretty good to me. We should probably stop. Because it's 1 a.m. over here. And I'm sitting here now just going... Food. Yeah, I'm hungry now. <laughs> anyway, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.